Ciao, Bella. I am Ronnie and Ryan, love and cosmic coach, and this is the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. We'll talk about a magical mix of mystical methods, including everything that works to live your best life, grow spiritually, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, and connect with spirit. Tune into the magic that is all around you. If you enjoy the show, please give it a thumbs up or write a glowing review and click the bell to subscribe so you'll know when the next episode is available. I offer listeners cosmic coaching and guidance for your spiritual path, psychic, intuitive, or card readings, or learn about your past lives and how they influence your life today with an Akashic Records reading. Learn more at nevertoolate.biz. May good fortune and magic come to all those who listen to the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. And now, on with the show. In this episode of the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast, I'm speaking with Kelly McElroy, who calls herself the dreamer behind the positive pastel world of Star Castle Studio. Kelly is a designer, an illustrator, a mom, a bunny lover, a type enthusiast, and a coffee addict. She isn't afraid of breaking the rules of graphic design. She specializes in creating beautiful custom brands that sing the praises of individuals and their dreams while helping them get noticed for their skills and talents. Kelly is interested in your unique story, inspiration, and ideas. She says everyone has a story to tell and a gift to share. Welcome, Kelly. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited about the work you do. And I've seen some stuff on your website, starcastlestudio.com, where your work is really, to me, it's beautiful. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about what you do and the spiritual angle that goes with it. I started as a graphic designer. Pre that, I was just an artist, trying to make beautiful things in this world, not really knowing where to get started, eventually fall in love with graphic design and solving issues for people. So it's really like figuring out a solution to a problem, but using art and making it, you know, talk to the right people. For me, I've always been a spiritual person as well. And there's been a disconnect there. So branding and graphic design in general feels so businessy and like black and white, ick marketing. So for me, I've had to kind of pave my own path. I created Star Castle Studio as essentially a safe space for people who are trying to build a business that feels really aligned, need to market and attract the right audience, make money, all those good things, but still want it to feel really good and stay in an aligned space and not just fall into the shoulds of running an online business. That's how it was all born. Now I just specialize in creating illustrations, custom branding, websites, all the goodies that make brands look absolutely fabulous online. It's been a really fun journey for me. I'm helping lots of people that are doing awesome work in the world and just making them look amazing, make unforgettable impressions online. So it's been fun. <laughs> Woo! What called to me about having you on the podcast was connecting with your brand as an energy form mm -hmm. or an entity. And I'm like, oh, that sounds so cool. So tell me about that. I've been running my own business now for six years, a little more than that. And for me, it was really hard. You know, when you're starting out, you download all the things, you, you listen to the shoulds, quote unquote. 
And it just wasn't feeling aligned. I was kind of showing up, doing the thing I thought I should be doing, all of that. And I started losing the excitement of what I wanted Star Castle Studio to be, this magical thing. Since I am, you know, at my core, very spiritual, I just kind of tapped into the essence of what I wanted to create when I first started. When I first got the idea of Star Castle Studio, I was actually working at a marketing agency and I was like doodling the logo design on my other papers. Like it was coming and wanted to manifest before it was actually able to manifest. I tuned back into that, the core, core essence of it. And for me, it actually surfaced pretty easily. It was like this magical unicorn appeared and I could straight just talk to her. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I named her star tapping into this entity entity. And at first I just kind of felt her energy. And then through this like sparkle wall in my meditations, she kind of emerged and I could speak directly with her. Yeah. What do you need from me? In the beginning, it was very much just like, pay attention to me, love on me, take care of me. I need your attention. I need space all of the like core aspects. And when you step back out and apply from a business perspective, it's okay, my business needs these things to thrive. It can't keep growing or be sustainable unless I'm putting the energy in and taking care of it and all of that. You can kind of view it like a pet or an actual existing entity. For me, it helped kind of step past all of the shoulds. So What does my core business want and need in this moment versus what people think I should be doing or what platform is really hot right now or whatever? Yeah. And it's just been very clarifying for me. (laughs) I love that. It makes so much sense because anything that you build energy around would have its own energy. Duh. I never thought about it like that, that you could tap into the energy of your business. The same way where some people would say, well, you can tap into the energy of your home Mm -hmm. because the people who live in your home put energy into it, but also the land puts energy into it. So, and nature puts energy into it. So the energy of your home is also like an entity that you can tap into and see what that's like. So it has a similar feeling to it as that. I also love, like, sometimes, you know, you get mad at business, you get mad at, uh, like, it's not growing the way you want, or it's not going the direction you want, or you're attracting the wrong people or whatever it is. And then you can see being mad at your business would be so unproductive. If your business is an energy and an entity, then you want to love your business and you want to be kind to your business and all those other things. If that's happening, yeah, it's usually trying to tell you something. So like for me, I was really frustrated. I wasn't attracting the right people. I, in the beginning, was falling into like the boss babe group and like all of these people and they just didn't really resonate with me as well. So when I was tapping into it of why aren't we, you know, catching these people's attention or why aren't we doing this? It was pretty clear as like, I don't want to work with those people. Like this is, Uh you know, I'm trying to show up in this space. So come with me into this space, embody that and it will happen. And when I kind of leaned into that and listened to what my business really wanted to be, it started happening and felt a lot smoother. It's like you were aligning your energy. Now that we have this concept that your business has an energy, how do we tap into it? Do you have some tips to help us make that happen? Yeah. So there's lots of different ways you can go about it. Like you mentioned, I love example of how 
working with a house is. So for me, like I moved recently in this past year. So in the beginning, I literally tried tapping into, hi, like, welcome, new house. We're here. This is what we're doing. We're going to take care of you, all this stuff. So it's just creating that space and a, really just listening. That's the first step. It's creating quiet and allowing for whatever it is to speak if it has something to say. And if not, like that's perfectly okay too. You've given it the space. And just like with a relationship, like it's kind of got to warm up to you. Is it safe to be speaking in this space? Can ah. I do that? And then you also have to break down the rules of your own head. Like, well, this is what I think it would say. Got to break past all of those as well. Sure. And true silence, allow it to say what it wants versus what you think it wants. If you're comfortable with meditating or just, you know, sitting in silence, focusing on your business, that's a good place to start. If you're not as versed with meditating, or I have a lot of friends who just do like guided ones, things like that, need a little bit more of like a stepping stone to go into it. There are a lot of tools that I have used that kind of cut out the middleman and make it easier to get these messages straight from your brand. A lot of people are familiar with Oracle cards. That's a really great tool for asking questions as well. So for me, if I'm going to use them for this intention, I'll ask the question directly to my brand. I'll literally say, you know, Star Castle Studio, what do you need from me today? Like, how can I be the most productive for you today and pull a card? Oh, um, yeah. Got to do all your clearing things first. Make sure your deck isn't going to be charged with all the nonsense of your past things, whatever. Do your normal pull, pull your card. There's your answer. <laughs> that wouldn't have occurred to me to ask on a daily basis. Like it's the same way some people would ask, what service do I, what can I provide today? Or how can I be of service yeah. today? Or whatever, from that bigger perspective and your highest good, you're asking your business for the highest perspective as well. That I never would have dreamed of that, doing that. That's to me very novel and could be really productive. But what if you have an issue? I generally break out the pendulum, to be honest. You know, you can get your yes, no, maybes from that. I can ask the specific thing that is an issue right now. Should I agree to work with this person? I'm having my own hesitancies. Is this a good decision to make? Pull my pendulum, ask the question, repeat it to myself. Usually the answer is pretty clear. It pops up. So <laughs> then, you know, there's all the internal work that goes along with accepting that answer. If it's a, no, I shouldn't work with this person. Wait, they're going to pay me a lot of money or whatever. You've got to work through those internal barriers, but like your business is showing up and telling you yes, no. <laughs> and you kind of got to do the work of breaking down what that means. And if you're going to listen to that, obviously. So let's say I wanted to offer a new program. I'll just make it up, say Inner Wisdom Rocks. And it's about, you know, it's a group and we're going to get together and work on our intuition and whatever. Normally, I would just say to my pendulum, is Inner Wisdom Rock a good business for me? But that's just asking my inner self. That's not asking my business. So it says, yes, it is. So now I have to tune into my business, which is different than just asking my own higher self. How do I differentiate? Am I making this too hard? <laughs> it makes sense. There are a lot of different like angles to that for sure. And I think mm -hmm. one of the messy ones people get stuck on is the names. Like in my instance, my business entity is a little bit, I don't want to say petty, but she, you know, wants things to be really great and look proper and be good. So if I come up and I say, is this new program, Inner Wisdom Rocks or whatever it is, 
a good choice, she might say no, because she doesn't like the name. So I have to go backtrack into this, the essence of what that is I'm trying to make. The goal here is whatever the transformation this new program is going to do. Is this a good venture for this business? Do you want to show up in this way? You're kind of going back to like the core essence of what this new path is, what you're trying to accomplish, asking that. Not everyone's business is going to be that way. Like mine, oh. mine is a little sassy with the, the names and stuff, but I think that's an important piece of it, whether or not your business has something to say about that, but it's going into the core essence of what the decision actually is versus whether or not it's going to be on this platform. Should it be a course? Should it be this thing? Like there's a ton of different questions that come with that. It's boil it back into, should I start focusing on X? just boiling it down to the essence of, you know, the new path you're trying to take. So it's figuring out the X of what the transformation is or what that the next step okay. of that path is. And is that the path I should take business? Okay. <laughs> you know, that is brilliant. I just want to say, I really want to commend you for that because it makes so much sense. You don't know why your business entity would say no. If you just said, if you just took it as no, you shouldn't do inner wisdom rock, then you haven't gotten any information. Really. You haven't learned anything. So to peel it back to go, all right, well, what am I trying to do? Well, I'd like to develop another group. Should I develop another group? And let's see, dear business entity, should I develop another group? Yes. Okay. Should it be about intuition? Yes. Or should it be on a Tuesday? So you really want to make a long list of questions then. Yes, you're boiling it really down to the base level of what it is. And even wording it like, do you want to support people in a group setting? Should it be a group? You know what I mean? Yes. How do you want to show up as a business and support people? Is the best way we can do that in a group setting or one-on-one? How can you be the most powerful? Can you do this at the start of a business? Because is the energy there enough that manifested enough in form at the start to ask what it wants? Or does it take- I think so. Yeah. I think that's actually like the prime time to do it because it's not like a baby. You know what I mean? When your business is first born, like it is a thing that wants to already exist and is self-aware, is a thriving entity. Versus it's not born as just like this base level baby that doesn't know what it wants to be. Like it, yes. it knows. It's just, you need to kind of step into that and start embodying it and make it real. I've found like for a lot of my people that are just starting out, the first step is usually a mood board with visuals. So it's figuring out what you want it to look like. So literally it's tapping into that same idea of how do you want to manifest? You're already asking it as a, an equal versus this new baby thing, you know what I mean? Yes, so yes. even though it's, it hasn't existed in your realm yet for very long, it's still there and very powerful and probably has those answers that you may not yet. So if you're able to get clear and really tap into it, ask how it wants to be born, then you can start embodying that and make it happen. The other thing is there's an honoring of the energy as separate from you even though it's part of you. And there's something about that that just feels very fortuitous. 
you're part of it, but it's also separate from you. And so when you show it that kind of respect and honor it by asking your business, what do you want? How do you want to express yourself in the world? Yeah. That's probably really empowering. It just feels like it draws a lot of power. Yes. And I think it's hard because a lot of us are just running online businesses. We don't have a physical space. So it's hard to kind of shift into that. You're already an existing. So for me, like my big, big dream one day is that I want a giant building that is shaped like a castle. That is my vision. So when I'm tapping in, sometimes it helps me to literally walk through the physical doors of this giant castle. I mean, this is, you can be in the dreamy realm of my business and I walk in and we can sit and have a talk about our next steps. Where are we going? This is a real magical thing. I'm showing up to make it happen in this realm, but like you're already existing and being awesome in your own realm. So how can I bring that here and support my people? I'm just loving this so much. I can feel the energy (laughs) of this flowing through me. Talk to me about astrology with your brand. How do those two relate? Like I mentioned, I work with a lot of spiritual people who usually know their sign, but they may or may not have thought about the sign of their business. So for me, it's an interesting way to think about the birth of your business. When is that? And that's very different for tons of different people. It can be like when you bought your domain. So it's officially, you know, gonna be a thing, or maybe it's when For me, when I drew the logo out on my paper and I'm like, that's it, I'm going this route. And then I put my notice in like, (laughs) it's very different. Or it could be when you launch your website live, whatever it is, your business is born. You're seeing it as a real thing in this world. That date, you can actually use that to find out your business's sign and then start there. So for me, the biggest transition from astrology into visuals is color. A lot of people get overwhelmed with picking colors for their brand. Oh, well, I kind of like purple or whatever. That may or may not be applicable for your brand. It may or may not support or bring in your people. But if you go into the actual astrology of it, there's usually one or two colors in there that are empowering to your business. And if you are the face of your business, you can just use your sign if that feels more aligned for you as well as just a starting place. It's kind of like the first stepping stone of these are power colors for this sign. Okay, well, I am loving this purple or whatever is in that sign. Now I'm gonna find things that match with that. It's kind of like your first launching pad. That is so cool. That's an offer that you have, right? Tell me what the offer is. So I kind of break it down. So I'm sure a lot of people have seen, you know, the wheel, the Zodiac wheel, and it has all of the 12 signs. And then usually it has some sort of breakdown of the different constellations or their symbols, things like that. For me, I created the wheel with their different palettes. So it's just this one big color palette broken down by the 12 signs. It has their major power color on the edge. So closest to the outside, most space. And then it goes down into the lesser colors that may or may not still resonate with that sign, but should somewhat be aligned. Like they are specifically curated to align with that sign. For me, yeah, it's a lot of spiritual people. It's where the heck do you start with all of these colors, all these decisions? I could pick anything. I love it all. Okay, we're going to look to the stars. It's already written out for me somewhere. So like, let's tune into that. And yeah, you may not pick all seven of the colors of the palette that is your sign or your business's sign, 
but one or two of them may really resonate. And that's a celestial set up. Like that is part of the plan. Arbitrarily picking purple because I like it. It's a power color for me. <laughs> I didn't know that the astrological signs had color. So that's interesting. Let's go with Capricorn because I'm a Capricorn. So what's the story color-wise for Capricorn? So I'm going to pull that one up. I'm not a Capricorn. This is you, not your business, right? I think my business probably started in January, but I'm not sure when. I don't know if it was at the end in Aquarius. So it's me. Mm. Capricorns, they're very, I have like, in the PDF I've created, I have a little mood board. So there's like a mini mood board with four pictures of just the overall vibe of Capricorn season. So Capricorns, very nature, they're driven, strong, devoted, practical, patient, all of those kind of grounding elements. So all of their colors are very earth-like. They're very supportive and just kind of strong, powerful, but from a nature perspective. So kind of a nurturing vibe. So what kind kind of of. colors are you talking like green and brown or what are you talking? Yeah. So there's... There's greens, there's a little bit of brown and some neutrals. So gray, a little bit of like beige, things like that. Um, but yeah, it all ties back. We've got like the the trees, the forest, lots of leaves, oh. a waterfall, all sorts of things like that. So that it's really tying back into the nature oh. element. That doesn't mean, you know, if you're a Capricorn, your brand is brown and green. No. Right. Okay, maybe I lean into the nurturing vibe. And that takes me to the next step. You know what I mean? Sure. What about rising sign? Like my rising sign would be Scorpio. So maybe my colors are more Scorpio-ish. Yeah. And it could be. I mean, I think the number one is just going through and seeing what's what's available the most yeah. with you. So, and maybe, I mean, you might be interested if you did dive into it, like when you launched your website or whatever, maybe your business is a Scorpio. These kind of surprises happen. You're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like, even if I'm just looking through and only one of the palettes are really calling to me, turns out maybe that was my business or maybe that is my rising sign. I didn't even know. I don't break it down that technically, but I think there's a big aspect of just listening, going through and seeing what's really pulling you. And then investigating as to why, because there's probably a reason whether you know it or not. I love strong, bold, clean colors. Now I have turquoise and pink and it's a little more subdued and things have changed in design as well, of course, since I started my business, which was so long ago, but that's, that's just really interesting. And it's, so it's always been really hot colors, but even now the pink that I have probably has a little purple blue in it. You know, it's not a Mm -hmm. straight pink. So it's kind of interesting. Can you share any client story where you help them straighten something out as a result of all of your different ways of connecting with the business? Yeah. So I think a big one was one of my clients. She has a certain aesthetic all the time, things that she does, things she likes. When I sent over her initial questionnaire, all of her answers, I could tell were aligned for her and not so much her business. So what I did, because it's kind of a tougher pill to swallow, you know, when you're getting the brand, like you want it, you want to love it. So you're going to give your personal preferences, which may or may not, you know, magnetize the right people or help your business show up in the best way. So since I could really feel this disconnect and she was pretty aware of it too. I mean, in her extra comments and stuff, she's like, this is just like what I like, but like, I'm open to your thoughts. (laughs) since we had kind of already had that conversation of how her business wanted to show up and the type of people she wanted to work with, all those things, 
I actually created two mood boards for her. And so I made one mood board, which was her. And then I made one that was her business. So it's like, I get it. I hear you. And this is how you're showing up. But this is how your business wants to show up. And she's like, oh my gosh, I just want to hang, like frame this one and hang it in my room. And then yes, we should go with this other one for my business. It allowed her to see that they are two separate entities and that's okay. Like she still loved the business one, but yeah, it may or may not be like the outfit she's going to pick up on the days when she's at home. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. When I think about it, that kind of blows me away, to be honest with you, because we think we are our business, and yet there are some differences, apparently. Did you, as the designer, do you tap into that energy too? Like you connect with the entity of her business? Yeah. So for all of my branding clients, I have a few things that I use to tap into. With my branding process, it's actually an accelerated process, so it's all kind of like hit the ground running very, very fast. So it's important that I'm able to tap into the essence of what wants to be born before we actually start the process so that it's already resonating. I'm receiving those messages and I can just embody them. Some of my tools that I do, like I mentioned, Oracle cards, I always pick an Oracle card for a new brand project of how do you want to be born into this realm? How do you want to visually be represented? What do I need to focus on? Things like that. And then I always pick a crystal for a new brand project. So literally I would go over, I make sure all my crystals are cleansed. And then I would literally just hold my hand over all my crystals. Who wants to show up and help me birth this brand? And somebody will generally say something. <laughs> That's the one that I'll hold. And then when I have it, I'll meet them on their phone call. They'll be telling me all about how they want their business to show up. That is filling the crystal that I've chosen. And then throughout the project, as I'm working on it, I'll have that crystal with me so that it's always carrying that energy. And I'm able to just tap right back into it versus like, oh, I forgot what she answered on the questionnaire or whatever. Like I may or may not even reference that it is all charged in the crystal. And I can just use that as my physical tool to tap into it. This is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> like you have brought so many things to my attention. They totally make sense, but I've never even considered anything like that. That is so fabulous. What's one tip or thing you want to leave the listeners with in terms of something to try or what they want to think about? I think the number one is just honoring how your business and your brand wants to be. That is dropping a lot of luggage of how other people's are, how successful people in your field are showing up and how they look and all of that. Like that needs to be left on the side of the road and you need to just tap into how do I want to show up? How does my business want to show up? How can I best support the best people, my most aligned people? What do they need from me and how can I embody that? And that that's really difficult especially when you're starting out as a business, you tend to lean into, oh, I'll pull up some people that are really successful or that are doing really well. And here's what their website looks like. And that's should buy a logo that looks like that. Like that is not doing anybody any favors. I always suggest like, if you're not ready to invest in working with a brand designer and doing it, you know, totally custom, do it yourself. Like it, it may look a little janky in the beginning, but at least you're honoring that energy of 
I'm making it exactly how it wants to be born. I am not belittling it with sticking someone else's idea of what it should be on top of it. And yeah, that, that can be a little hard in the beginning because it may or may not look super quote unquote professional in your mind, but it's going to, if you do it from an aligned standpoint, yeah. it's going to resonate with the right people and they'll recognize it may not look totally done up and to the nines, but you can do that later. If you're connecting with the right people, you're making changes for those people, then they're going to start referring other people your way, singing your praises, and it's going to grow. Sure, <laughs> like sure. there's no way around that. And then you can go back and do it all of the bows and ties and whistles. Honestly, you've left me feeling very excited about this opportunity. Instead, you know, it's not like, oh no, I have to redesign yeah. everything. It's like, I think that's an important piece of it. Yeah, it's inspiring the way you're talking about it because I never thought about it like that. And what does my business want to be? And giving my business the freedom to express could shift things in another way. So, oh, this was awesome, really. I had the best time learning yeah, about this and I, talking to you. Oh, I'm happy to talk about it. I think it's a huge shift. A lot of spiritual people get really weighed down by all this stuff of, you know, trying to make it look a certain way or things like that. And it's like, it can be really fun. Like it, you don't have to let it bog you down and like, you know, weigh down the whole process. And then all of a sudden, oh, it should look better. I should do this, whatever. No, like we're just having fun here and it's resonating with the right people. And like, there's a really fun way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again, Kelly, for being with us today. And I'll put all your information in the show notes and access to the color palette from the astrology perspective. So this has been so inspiring and eye-opening. I thank you so much. I hope I inspired some of your listeners as well. <laughs> this is Ronnie and Ryan Love and Cosmic Coach thanking you for listening today. If you'd like cosmic coaching and guidance for your spiritual path, a psychic, intuitive, or card reading, or to learn about your past lives and how they influence your life today with an Akashic Records reading, please visit nevertoolate.biz. If you like this episode, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe and share it with someone that you love. I'll have more about love and magic next time. Until then, this is Ronnie and Ryan hoping you make the most of the love and magic that always surrounds you.